Alright, we locked in right now. It's the Will One Podcast. Got a special guest in the cut right here. You know what I'm saying? This is my homie, Lily. We go way back. You know what I'm saying? But introduce yourself to the people. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Lily, a.k.a. Tana City. And honestly, I'm so glad I finally made it here. This yeah. guy is the guy. Like. Yeah, we've been trying to get this done for a minute, you know what I'm saying? It's finally getting done. You know, exactly. I appreciate it. I appreciate her coming through. Better late than never. Exactly, exactly. That's the style. That's the style, you know? Lily, we're going to do this how we usually do this on this podcast. We're going to jump right into it, you know what okay, I'm saying? That's cool. And, you know, we're going to talk about early life, you know what I'm saying? Where you grew up, how you grew up, you know, siblings, family life. Like, you know, get, let's get a little bit into that. Okay. So where I grew up, I actually was first raised in downtown. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, Wellesley, and then I was by the time like two thousand, I was raised in Jane and Finch, and that's basically the rest is history. So like, how was that like the transition from like you know the the downtown living to the West End living, and eat? we already know the infamous you know J J and F. Yeah. Um. I think that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. Uh, the transition, actually. Downtown, I think it, it prepared me because downtown is like a melting pot. It has everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not only one one kind of culture or nothing. You know what I mean? I was surrounded by a lot of different things. A lot of uh, people who were like, you know, I didn't know back then, but who had mental health issues mm-hmm. downtown. Um, you know what I mean? It was just me, my mom, my sister, right? So we lived on the 18th floor. It was kind of like views. So I liked <laughs> views from when I was a kid. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe those downtown views are addicted. Like, yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> So just like, um, I really love downtown because like, you know, you could meet people like this. And mm-hmm. it really, it helped me enhance my communication skills as well. Because uh, you just get around, you talk to people any, anywhere at any time kind of vibes. And then I kind of just moved to Jane and Finch where it's like, now you see more people that look just like you. Like Caribbean, mm-hmm. African kind of vibes. Facts, facts, um, facts. Your little Asian one here that's a, one too. that's a funny thing that i think people who aren't from the jane and finch community wouldn't know that there's a huge asian community oh in no oh no yes there is there is a big up to that you know what I'm saying? shout out to the asian people of jane and finch i didn't see any niggas at westview <laughs> <laughs> yeah right trust me there's a big there's a big community so yeah that was the transition it was very like you know it was it was cool it was good. that was that, that i'm saying that's always good to hear because like you know i like to know about that especially like the upbringing is always a solid foundation of, like, I feel who we are as people. So, like, you know, to hear that, like, you went from somewhere where it's, like, you see all these people around, some other pot, the views, to now less views, but more people of your color. So, it's like, yeah, kind of, like, yeah. in a short period of time, you had, like, that whole experience of Toronto in itself, like, you know? No, and it's a good point you made, because, honestly, like, being raised in downtown or born in downtown... It helped me be more open to different people. You know how sometimes mm. certain people from certain cultures they don't want to talk to nobody else. Yeah, they don't like, want. They don't want a business. They don't want a business, like you know. But for me, it was like, nah, like I want to talk to the Indians and the Asians and the blacks and the whites. I want to get to know everybody. And like being coming from downtown, it made it easier for me. Mm. It wasn't a problem. You mm. know what I mean? I think that's a that's an amazing thing because like you know most people, especially you know in the West End, because everything's like kind of like scattered. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, kind of sticks to their tribe. Type exactly. Shit. You know, and I feel like not always the greatest of things because you yeah, know, know some some fuck shit can always happen from that. Mm-hmm. So you know, as you were growing up, you know, as a kid, you know, this, you know, downtown Jane Finch style. What were some of the hobbies that you just always stuck? 
Oh, for me, some of the hobbies I always love to read. I always love to. I seen you picking up my book earlier. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, next time I just <laughs> I had his credit card number and everything here. I took it, opened it up, and everything. But um, you know what? Um, I love to read. I always mm. love to read. I always love to, from since I was a kid, play with things like create stories mm. and you know what I mean. Um, I love to laugh, make jokes. I was the girl that. Good luck if you wanna try roasting me. We're gonna have our roastings. Yeah, that, that's you a know fact. What I mean? That's a fact. Really, in high school, bro, I'm telling you, she was not the one. She still has the jokes now, but she's just not roasting that. You, you know, know what I mean? You have to have thick skin where you were coming from, right? Facts, so it's facts, like facts. at any moment you have to defend yourself. And back, I remember there's a meme going out now. It was like back then when if you were dark skin, you would be treated like it was 1950. <laughs> so I swear I to God, I swear <laughs> to God. Niggas are calling you tar and shit. You're like, ow, bro. bro, That shit hurts. Like me, like you know what I mean. So imagine being a young woman who was skinny too Mm. and dark skin and African. So I was getting triple the roast. You know what I mean. So I had to be. uh, I had to have a lot of thick skin and be like ready for anybody at any moment. Mm. You know Mm. what I mean. But yeah. And how do you think that like helped you going forward? Like you know. It helped my communication skills for sure, but I mean, now I the world we're living in, you gotta be kind of careful of what you say. Facts, it's different facts. from before, where it's like, mm, you know, you say something, everybody laugh it off. Now, so, yeah. you, you, you lose everything. You lose everything. Yeah. You lose the wrong things. Yeah. I think um, it really helped me just communicate, learn how to talk to people, learn how to listen to people, feel feel off people's vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Jane and Friends is like. You're coming from the street. You know what I mean? Facts, like, facts. you know what I mean? People, the environment's making people tense at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like, you, you know how to read people easily. Mm. So those are the skills I built for sure. And um, just being strong when you need to, having that strength as a woman. Because I was raised around a bunch of women and all we had mm-hmm. was strength and how to maneuver around, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of want you to get into that a little bit. Just like the strength of like being a woman coming up from where you come from and like you know how was that like you know because like i can understand the male perspective because obviously i'm a dude and you know Mm -hmm. i'm from the hood too but like you know tell me about the female perspective i think i think like as we grew up it was a lot of um you don't understand until you hit a certain age i feel Mm -hmm. that's where the wisdom comes but um i my father although i did i wasn't i didn't grow up with him he was always in my life Mm -hmm. like i always visited him i love my father very much he's an intelligent wise funny man but um really it was my mom it was off of her back off of her work and sweat and blood and tears that she raised me and my sister you know what i mean and it was never one time where she was like um there's not enough food we ain't gonna eat today i always remember having food warm food even her taking taking me and my friends out to mandarin when we were kids like five of my friends making sure we all eat same with my sister so it was a lot of like it takes a village to raise a child, but it was mm. a lot of women in that village. So, um, just, I know that people say a lot of, oh, black women are strong. And as I got older, it kind of like, kind of didn't like that word. Really? Yeah. Because I kind of felt like it was giving us too much of, uh, an expectation. It didn't allow us to kind of be sit in our femininity and be like, Hey, I need this or I need help or to reach out and say, I'm not feeling good right now. You know what I mean? And it's not to say, white women are not strong or Indian or Asian women are strong because we know their struggles too. They mm-hmm. got to be strong same way. But I feel like with black women, it was really like, oh, you're strong. Okay, bye. Kind of vibes. I, I it, It's so crazy that you say that because like, I think of it like, of course, you hear that. But then when you really look on it, realistically, in the totem pole of life, like the black women have historically been at the bottom. 
Nick, you know. Well, in history, a lot of it was actually been at the top. We was queen. We were running. Well, yeah, I mean, ruling. I mean, I mean, before colonialism. Okay, yeah, okay. Now we talking. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Like, I, sorry, let me, let me correct you. Know, she, she's right. You know, what I'm saying. Like, we gotta get correct out here. You know, what I'm saying before, after colonialism. You know what I'm saying? When, when they done fucked us, fucked mm-hmm. us up. You know, they just kind of put the black male and the and the and the black woman. I see it feel especially this at mm-hmm. the bottom of the totem pole, right. and I feel like that's where. In a sense, in a sense, like that, that stereotype of like black women so strong probably comes from, because mm-hmm. it's like look at the type of shit that they got to go through on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and you know, there's like, it's like the male privilege that I have is stripped away and then tenfold for you because you're just as black as I am, yeah. But then you're, a, then woman you're a woman on top, exactly. You know, so I feel like that's like a big thing, and it's great that you say that you don't like the fact that that people just assume like you know all black women are strong. You don't need. You, you don't need some time. You don't need your help, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like, we all do. We all do, yeah. And, man, it's a big thing. I love that you brought that up, bro. That's that's huge, yo. That's huge. So, now, like, I want to know, though, what are some of your passions that you had that were young that have kept on through adulthood? Definitely performing and um, just communicating with people. I love, man, I feel like everyone's interesting if you let them be. Facts. And when I, since I was a kid, it was really easy for me to make friends. Like two seconds, I can make a friend out of you, right? Um, that's the, that's something I carried as I got older. And now they'll call it, oh, you know, good vibes, good vibes. It's kind of because when I look at people, it's like I have to remind myself they're only human. Uh, that's a big thing, right? You there. know that's what I mean? Right and I know some of us. I remember someone said to me, you know, we. We might all be the same, but not all of us are commissioned the same. Mm. And that's okay, too. Mm. You know what I mean? Because personally, even right off the bat, I can tell you, don't bring up no mathematics, nothing to me, you know. Don't, because my head's going to get dizzy. I'm going to start sweating. <laughs> bring the final math product. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I got time for that. I got, I got no time for that. Whereas it's like, bring me in a spelling bee or to read quickly or read something to people right on the ball right Mm -hmm. so these are kind of skills that you want to remember even as a child that what were you good at and that's those are the things i took and i I understand that as you get older they could be stripped off of you sometimes like we were talking about earlier right but i i made sure my parents also gave me the leeway and the freedom to keep that within my heart so that's why i kept performing as i grew older i got into comedy Mm -hmm. as i grew older too which you should because like you know nigga you funny No, it's almost as you're funny. It's like, bruh. I know. It's like, 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 what do you want me to say something? (laughs) But like, it's just a natural thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a natural thing. But I could imagine how hard it would be to actually write jokes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, shout out to stand-up comedians. That is no joke. Like, that's that's the real definition. Look at the irony. It's bare jokes, but it's no joke. (laughs) Like seriously, no. Shut up that to shit them, went over my head. Real genius work, man. To stand up in front in front of people with the intention that I want to make you laugh—that's tough. Facts, and it's like you done written stuff out where you're like, I mm, hope this is I funny hope. because exactly. this may be funny to me, but like you know, I don't know if they're gonna get it. Like you Real know, talks. What you say to a group of like, you know, black people might not work with the group of Caucasians. Facts. You have to remember this as a comedian. I'm you so- know. I didn't even think about that. Exactly. It's just real. It's real. I'm saying now, now we kind of touched a little bit on like how fucking, you know, how it is for you as like a black woman, but like, you know, I want to get a little bit deeper into it. Like as a black woman in today's society, 
how do you feel like that is and how does like what's your view on that and how does it affect you personally mm, as a black woman i would just feel i just kind of feel like times have changed mm-hmm. like, in which way though look around you like like i was saying like look at the yo everywhere i look to get them have a business i never seen this amount of young girls i'm not talking like 40 50 i never seen this amount of like 20 even younger than that, having running full-time businesses, getting paid, doing what they love to do, like providing amazing service. Like, I don't remember a time when that was a thing. Facts, facts. Like, I scroll it on Instagram, like everywhere. It's like business, 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 business. And it's like, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there was a long time where it's like, where do we find ourselves in this place? Facts, What do we do? Like, you know what I mean? Some of us, like, we don't want to sit behind a a, a cubicle every day in the office. (sighs) You know what I mean? Like what? Like I feel like nowadays, black women like we've been given the freedom to um, really excel and express ourselves, which is even the nail game. When I was young, uh, my mom used to always take me out to buy nail polish. I used to be in there like uh, like a kid at a candy store. Mm. And my step my when I got older, my stepsister gave me a nail kit with acrylics and everything, but I didn't know what to do with it. But I'm like, this is dope. Mm. So now you go around the you go around and a lot of black girls are doing nails. Actually, Very true. I was always wondering when they're gonna start doing that because I'm like, we're always in the shop anyways. So when is when are our own people gonna so you know, looking now and seeing like the people are actually picking themselves up. You know what I mean? It's beautiful to see. So times are different now, especially for black women. Like we're getting definitely more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, shout out, shout out. I mean, that that's amazing because like that is a big fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? The hair game, the lash game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The, the beauty game. industry. The for beauty sure industry, period. Because I feel like, too, black women are... First of all, black women are like one of the main fronts of like the beauty industry in general because like, you know, may, let's be real. Most people copy what black women do you know right. what i'm saying we just right. we're just keeping it a buck you know what i'm saying yeah yeah we'll, we'll love to all but you know we're keeping it real yeah and so it's like it makes sense that they're finally starting to dive into it, it, you know it only makes sense to be honest you know better late than never to the party you know no for real and like i love to see that too because it's all about businesses and growth and like you know especially with the with these young black young black women children in general just because it's like bro we need different options than like you know the ones that we're constantly. We need, thank giving. you, but that's what I was trying to say. We needed options. We didn't know where to go. Like even for me, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I don't do hair or nothing like that. But even as a, a artist or a performer, mm-hmm. it was like, bro, where do I go? If Facts. I literally, there was a point where it's like, if you don't have connection, you don't know nobody. You're not doing it. You're not getting it. Nothing. And you're not getting it because you don't even know where to start. You don't know where to start. So it's like, okay. That was all cute in school when we we're doing performances and da, 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 but now you're out of school. It's like okay, so where where does where do people actually do I, this yeah, shit? Like where do I fit in? So even for me, I would say like even when I joined the pageant Miss Africa Canada, mm-hmm. it was like being surrounded by black women more often than I usually was. Okay, right. So it was a beautiful experience compared to what people the scary horror stories people have about pageants. I actually enjoyed those women. I think they were overall pretty pretty sweet girls mm-hmm. and like you just learn everybody's journey everybody's hustle everybody's like dreams people want to be better in life and mm-hmm. you see that plus they were beautiful so it's like <laughs> it's a combination of it's a combination of things so it was um it was great to actually have someone open a door and be like hey you know what here's a platform mm, i feel like that's huge too because like um because I'm, I'm someone too where it's like i needed somebody to just open the door for me and be like yo you know this is is, you know this is a way you can do it yeah and once i saw that i was like oh shit and then it just 
opens your mind up because like i guess especially like coming from where we're coming from and mm-hmm. the like the age that we're at mm-hmm. we're not used to having these options we're not thank you we're not. <laughs> so it's like whoa this is an option? Why did I think of this when fucking I, five years ago? <laughs> when I eventually moved out my own, um, that's when it gave me like the energy and the bravery, the courage to go into theater. Mm. And it was written by a, bla- a black guy. Shout out Troy. And Shout it was out. like, I jumped into it. I'm like, why? Leanne, can you really go on stage in front of people? Like, you know, you're doing too much. But I'm like, Leanne, it's either, you have two options. Either you do or you don't. And right. no one's going to give a damn. So just go do it and see what happens. And I did it. And it was a wonderful experience. It kept me disciplined. Mm. It kept me focused. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing those times. I was focused. <laughs> Yo. You're like, bro, don't get me. Don't, don't, don't get it fucked up. Bro. <laughs> I'm trying to get my life I'm right. I'm trying to get my life right, you know. So shout out to them. Like people opening these doors. I was surrounded by old, um, like older people. They were like mm-hmm. in their thirties too. All black people, just like bro, like good vibes, good energy, mm-hmm. and they opened these doors. Mm-hmm. And there, and, and and what's the big thing too is once you're surrounded by people mm-hmm. doing productive things, things, you just immediately want to do the same. Period. And I feel like that's the great thing when you come out of an environment where it's mm-hmm. like a lot of people are kind of stuck, mm-hmm. and then now it's like. Oh, everyone's fucking productive over here. And you're exactly. like, Whoa. you have to pick up your way too. Yeah, you got to pick up the pace because mm-hmm. you're not used to this. You're not used to that. You know what I mean? You know, that's that's. I love that you you bring that up and we get into that because like you know, mental health is always a big factor on this show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you already know with me and my whole situation. So mental health is big for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing we like to t- talk about is like you know a situation that first made you like really have to sit down and have a real like conversation about your mental health and like you know how to push forward i would say up the most recent um scenario where that occurred was when i was pregnante (laughs) el pregnante when i was pregnant um anybody who's ever been pregnant or carried out their pregnancy i feel like you reach this point where it's like okay i can't turn back and (laughs) Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't turn back. Yeah, there ain't no turning back. So, uh, there's so much decisions when you become a mother. You have many decisions to make even when you do give birth now. Mm. Right? So, it doesn't stop there. It just keeps going. Like I told you before, before I got pregnant, it was very, like, I was on my high horse. I was focused. It was like, even if I make a mistake, I felt like I could come back from it. Because mm. it was like, eh, whatever. Dust it off. It's soft. It's soft. For me, when I became a mother, it tested my mental because it's like, when I was thinking once before, now I got to think twice. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was like, when I was pregnant now, I mean, all that stuff started popping in my head. Oh, I want the, I want the family now. I want the marriage and I want the, the I want my daughter to go and see her mm. father. I want, now those thoughts really started popping in my brain. Duh. Right. And when I realized that that wasn't the, you know how they say God laughs at our, at our plans. Right? Yeah. Bro, that's fine. Yeah. That's a fact. No, he really did me to mind. Right. So like for me, it wasn't like, um, wasn't what I planned, but then I, I felt like this is God saying, uh-huh. Now we have to move another direction mm-hmm. you know what i mean so um for me it was tough like you know when you're pregnant the hormones are raging now you're thinking about your future now you're thinking about oh i gotta double my income because of the kid and um you know now you're thinking about the relationship with the man you're thinking about you know you're just thinking about a whole bunch of stuff and meanwhile i'm pregnant i'm hormonal and then you're, you're trying to get to him trying to make him understand and he's like 
you're stressing me out, but he's still stressed too because now he's a new daddy. So it's like, it's 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 a it was a lot on me, and um, I was very emotional. But I'm just grateful to my um my support from my mom, my sister, my my daughter's grandmother on the dad's uh, dad side. So they really support me. They were the angels in my life, you know, making sure I was eating healthy, making sure when I was down to like support me. You know what I mean? Um, making sure I was going to my doctor's appointments, like. It just has support. And, like, I remember when I was just, like, I can't imagine how girls, some girls do this alone. Mm. You know what I, I mean? I mean, it's kind of crazy because, like, earlier you were talking about how it takes a village. It takes a and village. And then right there you just you just played it out where you're like, bro, I, I have my village and thank God for that. Because, like, you know, how how would you get through it without them? And, like, I, and like you said, there are some girls out here who are really doing it solo. Yeah, like, solo. You know what I mean? And shout out to them because... Yeah. Shout out to guys. them. You know what I'm because saying? Because it's not even, it's not easy. Nah, I could, I could only imagine because it's like, all those, those things, those thoughts that you were just going through, but then it's like, I'm by, by, I'm by myself and like, this. It, it, we already know how things can be scary when you're by yourself because so, you feel alone. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the worst feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's like that on top of, you have to bring new life into this world exactly. and then you're hoping not to fuck up this new life. Exactly. <laughs> but that was another mental health thing now too because in my head it's like, you want to be good for you, but now it's a question of maybe you think you're so good, but can you be good to this child? Because mm -hmm. when you become a mother, in my opinion, it was almost like you know who you are, but you don't know who this child is. Mm -hmm. They're just coming out of you now. They're their own their own person. You know what I mean? So now you have to deal with them, and then you wake up six a.m. They're crying, and then you have to chain them. You have to you're just chilling, and then you're, and then and then yo, it's a constant cycle. And then they get older, and now they can walk by themselves. They could talk by themselves. They could go to school, but in the back of your head, you're like, yo, is my youth okay? Is my youth okay? <laughs> is she good? She went to this birthday party. No, I seen her walking with that guy after school. Who that? Like now there's a million thoughts in your head. Trust me, it's a constant mental health tug or war you know what i mean and one thing i was thinking about before i came to the interview was the thing about mental health is not everybody deals with it the same facts 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 there facts. can be someone like going through freaking the worst and then they come to you and they're like jumping jillikers the happiest person of life whereas somebody could not be really going through what we consider too much and really they're going they're going crazy mm -hmm. facts, so facts. mental health doesn't look the same for everybody mental health could be a guy who Who's freaking like sleeping with everybody in the the city from here to New Brunswick? Mental health could be. It looks like anything. Like it's not only like somebody in the in the psych ward. Like that's what people mm -hmm. think. Like facts, facts. And I think that's that's like mm -hmm. a big thing why I try to like normalize it with everybody that comes on the show to talk about it because it's like we all go through it. But then, like you said, it looks it very looks different. different. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, when I'm going through it more times, I'm like that type of guy where I want to sit in my corner for a sec mm. and collect myself. And eventually, I'll come and talk about it because, mm. like, I feel like I need to get it out. Mm. But I need that time, though. Like, there's any time I'm like, I don't really want no one to fuck with me right now. Yeah, like, you know yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just for me to process. And, like, not everyone's like that. Some people, they want to be like, fuck, I'm going through it. Can you, like, be there for me and tell me that this is a fucked up time? Yeah, Sometimes yeah, you yeah. just need to hear that, you know? So Yeah, some people, when they go into it, they'd rather be surrounded by 101 people. Mm -hmm. And some people really would not want to be around nobody. Yeah, I'm one of those ones where Same it's like, here. yo, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because, honestly, you know the saying, misery loves company. And yeah. I don't want to be rubbing off my sucky energy on nobody. But we're only human. Sometimes mm -hmm. it helps to get a, 
a lending hand or a helping ear, you know? Yeah, as much as, like, you, you, I, I, we're, we can get in those stages, like, you know, it's always great when you're, like, there's someone that's just like, bro, it's all good, fam, don't worry, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking is. regardless, exactly. like, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just lets you know, okay, maybe, like, you think of this whole situation, like, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was, and, like, you know, mm-hmm. and you just continue to build from there. Oh, another thing, too, about mental health. I noticed a lot of girls saying, like, when they're pregnant, a lot of their friends dipped on them. Did that happen to you? Um, no, not really. People were actually shocked. I kept it really private. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, because so, I didn't even know until, like, yeah, I know a couple weeks ago. Really <laughs> <laughs> like, her daughter's, like, a full-on, like, a year old. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, even me, like, when I first would find out my friends are pregnant, it's not like I would try to avoid them. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my head, it was, like, I don't want to take you away from your child. That's Wait, what I was thinking. But how are you taking them? Away? No, because you know when you want to go turn up, it's like, oh yeah, let's go turn up. Meanwhile, their kid needs their mom. You don't know what they need. Obviously, there's babysitters. Maybe if they have support. But that was in the my head. Because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about the child. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. knowing that sometimes mommy needs mommy time needs for mommy herself, time, bro. You exactly. know, real talk. So when I had my baby, it was like no one knew. And then uh, I told my first friend Judy, and shout out Judy, shout, shout out Judy, shout out. But um, um. I told her when we went to, um, what's that place? Um, Blue Mountain. Mm. We we're in Swishali and I'm wait, like, wait. I'm like, mm. so, uh, yeah, you know, I'm pregnant though. She's like, huh? <laughs> She's like, what? All like, Just like, yeah, yeah you know, so I'm, uh, I'm pregnant though. She didn't know. And I'm like, I know. Cause I know she was going to be like, you know, you might be too fragile to be going traveling. I'm like, nah, I'm going to tell her in freaking Blue Mountain. Facts, facts. So like. Yeah, she supported me all the way. Like, that's my girl. Like, mm. she was there for me. And even when the baby um came out, she was still there for us. Like, we celebrated together and mm. had a good time, laughs, memorable moments. So, big up to her, man. Yeah, that, that's how people become family. Like, you know what Exactly. Saying? It's like, like, you know, the last episode, like I said, I, I had my Uncle Derek on here. White man. Not actually related to me, but like been family from before i was born so mm-hmm. like you know like it don't make no difference like, exactly you know what I'm saying? so it's True. like one of those situations like that with your friend where you know pretty sure your daughter's gonna grow up that's that's auntie yeah you know what i'm saying it, it ain't changing like yeah, you know so i love i love to hear stories like that so you know yeah. so now that we talk about like you know going through the pregnancy and how the tough it was let's talk about how like you got through it like what helped you cope through that like you know well let me cope through that is prayer and laughter Mm. my family there's probably not one day we don't go to seeing a joke or something so somebody does something silly but it was definitely prayer and laughter just really asking god that now i know for sure i'm not perfect i'm being humble mm-hmm. about it and i need your help mm. like 100 percent. Mm. i need your help financially mentally emotionally physically everything every way you can help every way you can help me at this point and just just um also um my daughter's father as well just you know for me, like, mm-hmm. I, de- I didn't really like seeing my parents argue, mm-hmm. and nobody's perfect, so arguments are bound to happen, but yes, at the yeah, same time, just letting him know that the way, I know we're not married or together or whatever, but the way that I prefer it is that the basic minimum is for respect. These conversations has to happen, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as long as my daughter sees that we respect each other, and that we love her, and that we're going to do what we need to do to make sure she has a good life. That's, that's important. That's the most important. Because I feel like nowadays people feel like once someone has their child, it's like they like they own the the, the, the per- their parent. The, like, you know, the opposite parent. Like, you know, like man's like, oh, that's my missus. Like, why is she moving? Like, 
Mm. Oh, she's our own fucking person. Just because she had your kid doesn't mean she's like if she be gone, you own her now. Yeah, and vice versa for you know. For but like a lot of men do do that, you know, they want to own the things. Nah, beer mans do that. I don't like that. Still, they make it look bad for niggas like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, bro, don't be a fucking weirdo and so possessive, my nigga. Shorties don't like that, and the ones who do, y'all are fucked. Stop encouraging this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, you know I didn't need to go off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just I've been I've been holding that one, you know what Bro, I'm saying? I can see he just like Shh, there you go. Oh my gosh. No, but for real. Like it, you know what? Like it does I I learned like even man's in their thirties. Bro, people need to grow up. People still have growing up to do. Don't you mm-hmm. see those interviews with freaking Shaquille O'Neal and them saying they regret this, they should have done that. Mm-hmm. These guys are well off, wealthy, rich, everything. But even at their old age, they're saying, Hey, I made a mistake. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter about age too. Like people still need to have a long way to go mentally. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes when I deal with even relations with other people, it's just like, Leanne, understand too, you're not perfect. Mm. And be careful of what you expect from people too. Because that could make your head go mad too. I think that's a big thing because of how we are. And like, obviously more times people like have an assumption of themselves, like, you know, keep themselves in high self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So you assume that, you know, others would do things how you would what do them. Exactly. And then it's that's true. how you become extremely disappointed. Yes, it's true. Because then you're just like, the fuck? You're yeah. like, but if it was me. And, yeah, I know. But they but ain't you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that was, exactly. a, that was a big lesson I had to learn. Me like, too. Especially for me, like, after I got shot. Because it was like, I used to be all the time like, yo, sad that people didn't come see me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it was me. And then, and then I had to realize, yo, nigga. Number one, niggas got other niggas got their own lives. Yeah. Number one. And then number two, like, not everybody is you. Yeah. People ain't gonna true. be the friend you're gonna be. It People are not gonna be the employee you're gonna be. Like all that type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dude, once you realize that, I think it's a big turning point in life. Cause then you can yes. now accept people for who they actually are. Thank you for the snaps. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my prayers to accept things. Mm, that's oh that's that's trippy. Yeah. Real shit? Yeah, for real. Hey, especially crazy. things you can't change. Mm. Huh. Facts. You have to deal with what you can do. Mm-hmm. That's the most. Mm-hmm. I feel that's the thing that that gets people and like stresses them out or it makes them like so ex- anxious about the world nowadays that they don't focus on the things that they can control mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. rest of it just let go and let God. Yes, you know what I'm saying. That's what I had to really focus on when I had my daughter. It was like, yo. I know you want this perfect, this and that, but Leanne... Life ain't perfect. Life ain't perfect. And, like, the way you're trying to control stuff, because I wanted a tight knit on how I wanted things to look, and mm-hmm. that's not how it was working. So, just reminding myself, learn to accept things how they are, and I, like, I'm sure there's going to be a light at the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Just I, focusing. Even if it's darkness, you know, you just need to flash. You just need to see a flash so you know you're in the right direction. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you get that, it just, you know, it just excels from there. Mm-hmm. So now, I, I love to talk about because, you know, we talk about how we cope through this situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Always, you know, God's always number one in the big one. You know what I'm saying? But um, I like to talk about how the pain has been used to now benefit you. Oh, shine and, my eyes well. Mm-hmm. You, didn't finish your, you didn't even finish your question online on this. It's all right. No, it's all right. Yo, you get it. You already know what I'm talking about, yo. Oh, that motivates you to get to get better, bro. Listen, that's what pain does, though. Real big shit. Real big shit. <laughs> that's what pain does, though. And 
it shined my eyes well because it always reminds me that I'm not it, it humbled me mm. it taught me you know what I mean I have much learning and growing to do and that just to be more put my foot down in because you know what I'll say this another thing too is I feel like a lot of times women or whomever I don't want to generalize this but mm. sometimes we're taught we're not taught boundaries facts we're not taught when to say this ain't it or no Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so eventually in my life when i did grow into a a woman Mm -hmm. i started learning that learning how to say uh nah Nah, it's not gonna work for me yeah i like this when i had my daughter it really opened my eyes to really navigate my life and you know position my life where like leanne if this is not gonna uh teach you something or benefit you don't do it Mm -hmm. and it's not always about money too that's another thing it's about like fulfilling what, what do what fulfills you mm. you know what i mean that's what i'm trying to remind myself and the pain preaching it the taught, gospel right now. oh lord <laughs> the pain it just taught me like never to forget what happened to me but to always move forward and and you know life is your best experience it's a teacher and i would like to say i'm a student of life you know what i mean and it, it's not the last like i'm not done making mistakes i wish i was <laughs> but um i'll say that um the pain really taught me to never forget the past but to always try to move forward you know yo that is some of the realest shit i've ever heard let alone you know spoken on this pod right now because like you know what i'm saying that and it got me a little emotional like you know mm-hmm. saying i was here now i'm like yo real shit because uh-huh. it made me think about myself a little bit i'm like yo real talk bro. you can't forget the past but you gotta keep it pushing, and I'm like, I was like, damn, like it, it hit me. I hope, I hope this shit hits you guys like it hit me. Like you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, like, it's real deal. Like you know, like, what I went through when I was pregnant, I'm not forgetting that. Mm. I'm not gonna forget that. What I went through when I was a pregnant, the intimidation, the feeling alone, the the all of that. I'm sorry. Even I don't know if any pregnant girl can forget what they went through when they was pregnant. Mm. You better hope you treated her right, and you better hope. Trust me, because those are some. P- Pivotal times. Those are some trying times. Those are the times when you're really asking yourself questions. See, like, as and now you say this, I think about, like, you know, like, I don't have any children, but, you know, I've had situations, you know, mm. and, um, fucking, I remember one I've had when, you know, I had a girl that was pregnant, and I was an asshole. Like, straight, yeah, no, straight asshole. Like, I look back on it, I'm like, that's no way. Like, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself, because it's like, why was I moving like that? Like, even if I didn't want to be with her, like, in a relationship, I didn't have to move the way I was moving. Right. I was moving less total dickhead. And, like, you know, when shit went left, it's, like, what I expect her to be, like, I don't know, sad for me or some shit? Like, yeah, I it was agree. it was so fucked up. Mm. So it was, like, my whole mentality with that, and, you know, to hear what you're saying now, I'm just, like, psst, makes me feel even worse. I'm, like, fuck. That <laughs> really was a fucking piece of shit. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Sorry, don't be laughing. No, but real deal. awareness is a big thing. Like, I, I appreciate that now I can look back on it and realize that. And, like, you know, I've tried to apologize to her, like, you know, and she, like, hears me, but, like, you know, doesn't really yeah, want to yeah. talk to me. And, like, you know, I understand that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it's like, when I look back, it's like, fuck. It's, I'm, I'm glad enough you're even accepting the apology. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I, I really appreciate you telling your story and sharing that and, like, sharing how, like, hard pregnancy can be as a woman on your mental and just like how you use that to like you know help you benefit you going forward as a person in general you know yeah. what i'm saying i really appreciate that but you know Lily, you know what i'm saying we're getting close to the end here so you know i want to know what are you currently doing for yourself and what's what's coming up what's next bro what's, 
what's you know what I'm saying? What's the next page? What's the next uh, what I'm currently doing myself with myself is I'm currently living uh, my best soft life. Mm-hmm. Um, soft soft. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just working, trying to save up. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I want to travel. I need some more traveling to do. Where were you trying to go? Where's the, what's anywhere? The, listen, anywhere. There's an island or a beach. See, but you can't do the nigga thing, bro. Don't do the nigga. Nah, you yes. know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about, bro. Niggas only go on vacation to like Caribbean places or maybe Mexico. You know what I'm saying? That's the most South niggas touch. They oh, don't no, go no, nowhere. no, no. I want to, I wanna, like, you know, Japan, those places. Okay, like, all right. That's know, what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm I want to go to Spain. All right, like, okay, okay. Where else? Yeah, like, She's cultured. Uh, She's cultured. My no, nigga I have to see the people, them. They have to see me too. You feel you me? You know what I'm saying? My nigga really is cultured. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I want to see the world, but nothing beats the beach and a pool and some rum punch. All right, she's not capping. No, she's not capping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, as much as I was making a fuss, she's not capping about that part. She's not capping about that part. Yeah, like now I think I'm definitely just trying to get in tune spiritually. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes when you fall off, it's like you're lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that trying to focus on the plans for me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like what moves to make to make sure she's okay and healthy. Mm-hmm. Health is wealth. It's that, really exactly. important. Health is wealth. Um, um, and just making sure I learn more, especially finan- financially, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because um, doors are opening even financially. A lot, of yeah. people, a lot of people didn't know nothing about nothing. But now a lot of people are learning about money, which is amazing. Yeah. And they're putting it in schools too, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little it's bit. About time. I wish they did when we were Oh, gosh, school. right? I would have actually fucking paid attention. Yeah, and I would have actually been good in math. But, um, yeah, but you know what? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Just trying to be the best mommy. She's just a year, so I'm trying to bond with her mm-hmm. and trying to make her like, you know what I mean? Not like me. I want her to be a better than me, actually. Mm-hmm. But, better um, version. Yeah, yeah. Upgraded yeah. Lily. No, I just want her to be her. I don't need her to be me. I'm me. Okay, okay. You ain't me. Oh, I, 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 I had right. me. <laughs> I need her to be her, the, the best her she can be, mm-hmm. and excel in that, and love life, and... um. Hopefully she can come to me to confide in, and um, yeah, I want to be that person for her. I love that. I love that. You know, there's no better way to end it, but then with the, with the love. You know what I'm saying? Of course, love is king. Yes, it exactly. I love that. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, Lily, for coming through. You know, my dog. We have to get this done. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? You already know. We, we were locked in. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Master Twice. It's the Will Wolf Podcast. We come Thank back. Thank you. It's your girl Tana City. You don't know. Later.